0: November 1, 2022, it's a Watch for Pedro show. Mm-hmm. For Pedro Show. Happy Tuesday. Happy November. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can tell people I'm not man alone because of the wonders of the Stonian software engineers with their Skype invention. Once again, I got Alan Ravenstein. Welcome, Alan. On once again to the Watford Pedro Show.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Happy and you got a new record. You let me know a little while ago and I said, when you had to leave town or stuff, and I said, when you have a chance, please, let's go. Come on. And to play it and talk about it so i think you were on the show last 11 months ago in I fact could be right. in fact uh, one of the last times we talked we actually tried to get collab going using this skype software and
1: it wouldn't well, let us do it because it mutes the other party but we did make a little piece yeah. that you may have even played on your show or once or twice yes i, don't know. Yes,
0: I did i did but I mean the because uh, the, uh, to me I mean I love the try trading files that's you know still collaborating. But when, when they get over this hump where we can actually jam together in real time, that is when the internet will be really happening. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah, we'll make do. So, so in those eleven months, what's been going on music wise? This record, right?
1: Uh, well, um, I work all the time. Uh, the record is a. Uh a very unusual sort of a phenomenon. Um, Mr. Bill Blakeney, who is a friend and also a collaborator and frequently works as a producer, um, had done some work with a gentleman in Argentina um, by the name of Victor Hugo Morales Aguila, I think it is. And um, he is a classically trained uh, musician and also um, a, a, a brilliant pianist and and does um, orchestrations uh, arrangements and bill had sent him uh, a, a piece or two of my work and uh, they had appealed to Victor and Victor had done um, orchestrations of a couple of them and in one case I think all he really did was changed the instruments, uh, kept my arrangement, just changed the instruments. And another one, I think he actually did an arrangement, but they were really beautiful. And Bill and I thought, you know, it'd just be interesting to, over time, just, you know, periodically send him something and see what he would do with it. And and, and sometimes I actually sent him uh, pieces that I hadn't even finished, uh, that had not been published, that were still in progress. And I was just, at times, just curious to see what, what he would do. And um, after a long time, I mean, it was a couple of years at least, uh, we ended up with enough of these to make a record. And uh, we decided we would do that. And um, then, as always, uh, I like to try to write a little story uh, to go with the record. And so I I picked a a kind of a family history uh, story, and we needed to have a name for an orchestra, and so I wrote a story that uh, created an orchestra. And um, it's, it's, you know, the whole thing is is a work of fiction. Um, it's a it's a little story and um, an orchestra and a soundtrack. Okay, I should
0: have told the people that we started off with John Coltrane talking about, and I mean, playing a solo. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm reading my sixth bio now on him in a row. And I read yeah. just about this. Last time he's in the studio with Miles Davis. The tune was called "Someday My Prince Will Come," and he's got. By this time, John Coltrane's got his own band, and he's just coming in the studio to blow out a couple tunes. And they're actually recording. He's got Hank Mobley on tenor taking his place, and Hank's having problems with the chords of this tune. So you can hear him blow a solo, and it yeah a little bit stumbly, okay. And supposedly, according to this, is Eric Nielsen's Ascension. By John Coltrane, uh, Miles Davis shows John Coltrane the sheet music right there as he's putting together his sax, you know, the mouthpiece and all this, and he comes in and blows his solo, you know, in real time and stuff, and so that's what you're hearing there, people. And then we had from this new record from Allen a, a tune called
1: Sea Wolves,
0: and where does mm. Seawolves fit into the family? Uh, it's a fictional family story
1: right? Oh, it's not that there's a direct connection between the stories and the the uh, record. What or the between the stories and the album? What's the connection between the stories and the record, or the story and the record? Is the is the orchestra itself?
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay,
1: understood, understood.
0: Because yeah, like like you said, some of these things were old older tunes and they're re reimagined by him. Uh-
1: yes, and in some cases they're um, they're really just a change of uh, some instruments, but. One that is really a good example of a reimagining by him is Terminal Drive, where he actually um, pretty much listened to the harmonics of the original synth tracks, which are very old. That's like from 1975, so that thing's almost 50 years old. Um, and he just listened to the harmonics of the synth and came up with uh, a rendition with that in mind. It's it, That's probably, the, of all the pieces on it, that's probably the one that's mostly his in terms of how it was created.
0: I, we might have played that the first time you were on the show with the bass player friend, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's the oldest with- piece. That actually was the piece that I that got me invited to be in the, this creation of this new band that was going to exist called Perubu. Oh, <laughs> new at the time. <laughs> yeah, and actually the I that I wrote I made that thing and I was gonna play it for some friends and we met in my apartment in Cleveland. Peter Lofner was one of the guys that, actually the, the the musician type guy that was invited over to listen to it. And uh he we assembled first of all because we were gonna watch the premiere of this new television show which was called Saturday Night Live. <laughs>
0: A little while ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. And, and and can I guess that th- this apartment building is the Dub Housing?
1: Yeah. That. Yes. The the plaza. It's the the name of the building was the Plaza, and I was trying to keep it. Urban renewal was at its peak, and they were tearing, they were knocking over everything downtown in Cleveland, and this building had a friend of mine living in it, and it was a gorgeous. Gothic looking thing from the late 1800s, and um, it was it was downtrodden. It hadn't been much attended to in a while, but it was on the it was pretty much on the list of getting knocked over. And I wanted to save it, so um, I ended up taking uh, the money I had from the insurance from the death of my parents a few years before that in a car crash, and I put it all into this thing and bought it on a land contract and was uh the landlord, the janitor, the handyman, the everything, and lived <laughs> in it for eleven years. And during that period of time, it became an artist colony. And um some of the members of the band lived there. And one of the one of the guys that lived there was the photographer Mick Mellon, who did uh had taken many of the photographs that were used on the album covers. And that one on the back of Dub Housing is been building at night, however he added a couple of stories to it, I think. It's, it's a four, <laughs> there was a four-story building, and I think in the picture it looks like it's six. T- Tony lived there. Tony told me you lived yeah, Tony, there. Yeah, Tony, among others, yeah. yeah. Scott Krauss lived there. Scott, too. Um, okay. The Tom sixes. Hurd lived there. Uh, Peter lived there. Uh, a bunch of people lived there.
0: Wow. Here, let's play After the Heat.
2: Their sockets. A young beauty came to sit there next to me, and I looked at her as well, oh, the world's number one cinnamon candy bar. I wanted to taste your delicious pumpkin spice treats. Well, I went to the store yesterday I got some pumpkin spice. Well, I a, a pumpkin, thought it looked good, thought it looked tasty, but it's funny how things don't go exactly as planned. A big splash, I saw these brown eyes and all of my confusion. I went with that feeling. I guess that's what got me thinking, but more from your eyes. zero, I made the mistake of believing she actually is pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice ice cream, Pumpkin spice tea, pumpkin spice breakfast cereal, pumpkin spice mayo, pumpkin spice muffins, pumpkin spice bread, pumpkin spice plywood, pumpkin spice toothpaste, pumpkin spice car oil, pumpkin spice car seats, pumpkin spice furniture, pumpkin spice bath oil, pumpkin spice popcorn, pumpkin spice shampoo, pumpkin spice sauce, pumpkin spice tequila, pumpkin spice toast, pumpkin spice car wash soap. Pumpkin Spice Gravy Pumpkin Spice Soap Pumpkin Spice Glow Pumpkin Spice Salad Dressing Pumpkin Spice Paint Pumpkin Spice shade Cream Pumpkin Spice Lipstick Pumpkin Spice Lip Gloss Pumpkin Spice Lube Pumpkin Spice Baby Oil Oh, what did you feed my taste buds? No need to know if you want the song to continue. And with our kiss, oh... What a terrible mistake. They go, whoa, whoa, my body aches. They go, why are they still trying to do bad? Was in that taste of mine. was that thing that turned me. Bad feelings. I have to remember, you were a witch. Well, you're not actually a witch, but I've been had. You're all... Not your turn to do damage either yet. I saw these brown eyes and all my confusion. Oh, here she takes the fall. How appropriate. So you better stop what you're doing. Pumpkin spice candles. Pumpkin spice ice. Pumpkin spice ice cream sandwiches. Pumpkin spice butter. Pumpkin spice margarine. Pumpkin spice oil. Pumpkin spice oil in favor of pumpkin spice sardines. Pumpkin Spice Salt, Pumpkin Spice Peanut Grill, Pumpkin Spice Lollobots, Pumpkin Spice Potato Chips, Pumpkin Spice Lice Spray, Pumpkin Spice diamonds.
3: in me. My name
4: is Tenko. I'm doing experimental, uh, avant-garde voice. I can't say really music. <laughs> Well, this is a solo voice uh, performance. Um, it's a much more kind of uh, performing, um, performing arts. I think it's uh, music, but uh, well, you can say music. But uh, I started to uh, uh, from musician, uh, rock music, and improvised music. Maybe this is more. Um, more uh, artwork uh, for uh, physical, I think, is a physical body uh, arts, I
3: think. <laughs> I ko am not an dal na ara mo ida the I wish I could run away. And all that i a Come (laughs) both that hot, cool little island. They Oh, that on he hit 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 ko <laughs> yeo I wish you all, all you, the wind, will, 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 o <tos> <tos>
4: Physical body is quite strong. It's, it's sometimes it's, um, it's very difficult to see um, if it, it you see it's closer. Uh, then, I think its energy is too strong for people. I think so. It's a little bit you know far 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 away. It's much better to see really people can see. I think. I don't know. It's a, space makes me somehow you know the how I have to. I can move or I know. That kind of thing is a, a space tell me. If somebody is there, then, you know, there's already something happening, you know, you, you know the me and the other person, other, other people, already, you know, they're, we're making something already. I mean, they're, they're already something happened, but uh, just by myself. It's really, I have to be, I have to concentrate just by myself. That 's a very hard work somehow, but i really enjoy this this work it's because all sound and the move movement and everything just you know just only you know I have to think about just myself but at the same time if i um, i really um, just try to forget about myself, otherwise i can 't make something you you know it's a not the intentional things. It's a really improvised, and uh, yeah, I have to, I have to be somewhere. else. So that's a hard work, but uh, it really sort of um, for me it's a very uh, serious work.
3: Uh, uh. uh. I o o is the book, i e... adodo kure mo de ra ba o no zi out I I on I I I so <speaking> cool <in Spanish> Do da da not who can Do 만드는 아. 아. 야. 도미야. good <laughs> why i make,
4: or make or if you,
3: if it's not music then why make why make what you make
4: <laughs> i can't stop it yeah I can't quit so that's uh, because I'm arriving so i really Want to know what is the uh, world? You know, that's. I think it's a really sometimes if I concentrate myself, then somehow I can see. Piece of the world. My name is Tenko. Uh, you're watching Roulette TV. Mm-hmm.
3: And all that me, I the that little
0: People show that chunk of music star with After the Heat, Helen Ravenstein. Pumpkin Spice, my bombs pretty appropriate. He right, just gave it to me. Sir Reverend Laws from 1979, Live at the Deaf Club, Unable. right? Ig's got a new song. He's a, a guy with my same family name. Andrew Watt is this guy. And he's got a label and he's an engineer, producer. And he's made an album with Ig. And this tune's Frenzy. Then Yabar Kush I- 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 Plus Cush Aurora with Spies on Me, Sleep Party People, brand new, it won't be cinematic. Here's an old one, Tripod Jimmy, Something to Worry About. This is uh, Tom Herman, when he lived in the city. Actually, I got to open up in Firehose for him a couple times. And uh, who do he have? Lenny on bass. I can't remember the drummer's name, but Lenny was a Pittsburgh, a uh, man, I think. Uh, Tenko after that with a performance interview for RTV, February 11, 2010. And finally, The Brothers Grimm. Alan Ravenstein. Now Brothers Grimm is a new one to me.
1: Uh that is actually I think that well, that's either on um Nautilus or Rue de Poisson Noir. Okay. Pretty, pretty sure the oh, one that's, that's wrong new. Again. <laughs> okay. No, that's all right. The one that's new is after the heat. Okay, uh,
0: maybe it was that one then, because when I was yeah. listening I was because I use those things for driving a lot. Your, your music. It's beautiful oh, in the boat funny. with a you know this last tour I did twelve thousand five hundred eighty miles. I drove them all. Oh. I got palm calluses and fingertip fingertip for bass oh. strings and then palms for steering wheel.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> anyway, tell me about after the heat.
1: Well uh I had a I had a piece called Heat Lightning and um that has never been published. And um that was one of the ones that when Bill heard it he wondered what victor would do with it and victor ran with it and it ended up being so long that we cut it into two pieces and so it ended up being uh heat lightning and after the heat
0: okay (laughs) that's trippy how things happen like that and and uh like he would listen and like you said sometimes just change the instrumentation because you're working mainly with synthesizers right okay Okay. yeah and
1: some of i think some of this i mean Victor is a, is a fairly, um, uh, what's the word, mysterious person, in truth. I have, I have never met him. Uh, I haven't ever even talked to him. I, he communicates to me through Bill. Um, and I, we neither one of us actually know what all instruments he used on this thing. Uh, some of them I know are synthesizers. I have reason to believe that some of them are not. Um, I don't even really know how many people were involved on his end of it. <laughs>
0: It's like you're at the bathhouse and the power goes off. It's like, is that you? Is that you? Maybe after a while, (laughs) does not matter? (laughs) Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. hour. We're at the end of the first hour, November 1, All Saints Day, huh? Yeah. 2022, just watch Pedro's special guest, Alan Ravenstein. Hold tight for hour two. November 1, 2022, it's the second hour of the Watch for Pedro show. Peter Schultz started off the second hour with Willoughby from Alan Ravenstein, his new record. And then we had Shanghuntai Sousa Maranja, Portuguese, sorry, and uh, Farandini with uh, K2 Side B, and then Alan Ravenstein with Song for Lost Nation. And yeah, my question to you, Willoughby, does it have anything to do with that Twilight Zone?
1: <laughs> well, um, that's Absolutely. a great episode. And uh, I'm, I'm fond of it, uh, but it's also true. And I did have that in mind when I when I put that title on it, but there's another reason for it as well. There is a, a, a neighborhood, a, a suburb, I guess you would call it, of Cleveland on the east side called Willoughby. And in that suburb, um, there's an airport um, that was called the Lost Nation Airport. And I used to, you know, I flew in and out of there a few times, but um, the... The thing about it was I was always fascinated by that name, Lost Nation. And what what I learned over time living out there in Cleveland was that way back when, you know, when I mean early 1800s, maybe late 1700s, somewhere way back then, um, there was a, a an enclave that lived in that area. That the other people that lived in that area were so disturbed by their behavior that they used to refer to them as the Lost Nation. Whoa. And so I, I really liked both of those elements. I liked the, the the Willoughby. I liked the connection to that Twilight Zone story, and I've always loved the idea of some, you know, a tribe of people not not Indian tribal like tribe, but just a tribe of people living in a in an area that their behavior was such that the people around there began to call them the Lost Nation. That was something those things always stuck with me. So so I used that in that title of that piece and not a song for the Lost Nation, but Song for Lost Nation.
0: Yeah. Now Willoughby is a street up in Hollywood. Oh okay. And it goes east west. And that, on December 22nd, 1985, I got to go down La Brea to give somebody a ride home from a gig. Kay's brother asked me to. And uh, I crossed that street and got the biggest shiver. And when I dropped the people off, I got to Pedro. You know, Pedro's like 30 miles south of Hollywood. And it's like 3, 4 in the morning or something. And just laying on the deck, waiting to conk, and the phone rings, and it's D Boone's pop, and he got killed in that wreck. So that story is always in my head. Because of crossing that street. (laughs) But next stop, will it be? And I always thought they picked, you know, will it be? Like, right, when you find out the zinger at the end of the episode, it's the name of a a hearse company. Uh Right? They're closing the hatch on the hearse. (laughs) Yeah, it's no town. uh But when I'm thinking of the town, when I was a boy, I used to always read Ray Bradbury, you know? And he's always talking about some summertime and some place in the good old days. And I I was thinking about that, member Because he hates his job. Everything's giving him hell and he wants to get off at this stop that don't exist. Right. Yeah, the whole thing is kind of tripped out. But maybe... Just the whole thing about the way sensations play on our minds, on our memories, and our consciousness, and the way it's trippy. And I think that's one of the good things about arts. We can make pe- works out of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I to- agree. Okay, we're going to listen to the Terminal Drive now, uh, the old piece that got reimagined by a mysterious man, El Misterioso. <laughs> For Pedro, show that chunk of music. It started off with Alan Ravenstein with Terminal Drive, then Thurston Moore with Marika, Erie Wanda out of uh, Amsterdam with Birds Aren't Real. Where's the Den Hawk? It's somewhere in the Netherlands. Sorry about it. Noisuka, two girls dressed in black. Samuel Lock Ward. I know he's out of Iowa, Iowa City, in fact. No Iota, Shiverboard with uh, Reading a Burnt Book. Might be tough, and Ray Shin with "Getting the Trunk," and then Alan Ravenstein with "The Longing of Boat Key." Is that like Key, like a at the end of Florida?
1: Yeah, Boot Key. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it's Boot. Uh, it's,
0: uh, is, it, is it two O's or O A T? Maybe I got spelled wrong. Two O's. Okay, what fucked up? Thank you for correcting me. I'll fix the playlist. Okay, Boot Key. Yeah, because I know, of course, Key West is the last one, and then I think big pine key is the one next to it.
1: Boot key doesn't exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> or at least not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But
0: there, there is some kind of like boat thing going on, nautical, uh, maritime.
1: I mean, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's, I mean. It's that's reoccurring kind of, in your works, I, I know. It is. That's an internal thing. I, I've always loved uh, the water and I've always lived near or very near water and like like lake erie
0: and uh lake erie Nattis Nattis Hudson.
1: yeah and i yeah and it's a it's a tidal. um i can't think of the word for that but the the hudson at this end is also a, a tidal, affected by the tide so it's it's partly salt water
0: ah uh, estuary
1: thank you and yeah because um,
0: east river really isn't a river it's estuary it's part of the sea yeah.
1: exactly so so i have a, an affinity uh, for water and i'm uh, you know i'm not into it but i'm a water sign person and all that stuff so um you know I, there's a the, yeah there's a thing and i was when i was a kid um my mother used to tell me i was born 100 years too late because what i really wanted <laughs> to be was a sea captain of a big old ship sailing vessel um I ended up being a captain of an airliner which is as close as i could get But uh, <laughs>
0: yeah you look for the four stripes that's the old man i know that uh, you know, uh, I think it's the same on a boat too. It's either on the sleeve or on his uh, epaulet. Were you? Can I? You know, the, the river there off of Lake Erie, uh Coyote.
1: Coyote, Were you there when it caught fire? Uh, well, I, certainly I lived there. I, I didn't see the fire, oh, okay. but yeah, I was I was around for that. Because I tell people that they don't believe it,
0: but it was so polluted, right?
1: Well, it was. I mean, I I don't want to understate the pollution, but it was. You know, that's a an industrial area. And it was an oil slick on the water and a spark from a train that was crossing the bridge that lit it. I mean, it was, it's not. It, anyway, yes, it was polluted. Um, but I don't think it was so much that the river was polluted as that there was an oil slick on it at that particular location. But, at but that,
0: I know here in my, our harbor, man, foul water. They, they, yeah. they use these things for toilet bowls, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the lake was dead for a while, but it wasn't really, interestingly enough, the thing that killed Lake Erie was not the kind of pollution that people think of. What it was, was um, in the 50s, it became very popular to make laundry soap that made a lot of suds. Um, And in fact, there was a a laundry detergent called suds, and they would advertise it by showing that it would fill a truck, a semi-tractor trailer with suds. And... In those days, the water filtration plants on Wednesdays, which was when most women would do the laundry, were in fact sometimes submerged in suds because they were just overwhelmed by the suds in the water. And all of that uh, phosphate in the lake created algae, which ate up all the oxygen. And so there was no oxygen for the fish. And that's what actually killed Lake Erie. It wasn't heavy metal. It was phosphates that created an algae uh, density that sucked all the oxygen out of the water.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, acid rain will do that to lakes that are way far away from any people because of the rain, and, and they get this key lime, the algae blooms so heavy, it's like key lime pie. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the lake is restored now, and they I mean, just, a lot Virginia, of it, <laughs> believe me.
0: When I came here from Virginia, you know we had no pelicans, no peregrine falcon, because Monsanto was dumping mon, uh, DDT right in. When they stopped, the earth like scabbed over and. All that came back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a park at the northern end of Manhattan called Inwood Park, and, and there are eagles nesting there now. I've been there. That's by the Spite and Dival. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> People, Spite and Dival is where, where that East River, that estuary, actually joins the Hudson. And so it, it would, they had to the dynamite it to make it bigger because boats would get sunk just trying to make that breach there. Really intense. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. November 1st, 2022 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest, Alan Ravenstein. Hold tight for hour three. November 1, 2022. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. for Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with Save Our Ship from Alan Ravenstein. Only now with Igor Cavalera, Eternal Torch. Only now with Dave Sharma, I Am Remembered. Mini Beast, this is Peter Prescott, the drummer man from Mission Burma, who's now a guitar player. Probably telling the drummer what to do, right? Late Summer Haze. Mini Beast. He's in Providence, Rhode Island now. Rubber O Cement, that's East Bay town Cy- Ciderite Fly with Cement Thallium. And then finally, Alan Ravenstein with Crossin Daylight.
1: So tell us about
0: Save Our Ship.
1: Um, I was going to say, Save Our Ship is the oldest song on here. Um, that was never released. Um, and I had it in a finished state for a long time and uh, didn't find a place to put it. Um, and uh, Bill had had a copy of it for a long time, and at one point he sent it off to see what uh, what, it, what Victor's response to it might be. Um, and so we have what we have here. Uh, the other one that you mentioned, Crossing Daylight, that is a, a piece that I worked on for literally years and could never get it uh, to where, I wanted it. Um, and I finally had a version of it that I liked. It, it. The title of it had changed. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, and I finally came up with a, a version of it that I liked. And I think that that one is uh, largely as I had created it.
0: Well, like, you mean like the first version? <laughs> no,
1: the 25th version. Yeah, yeah, but or whatever did, it was. Were
0: you saying like the 25th version got around kind of being like the first? Sometimes I've done that. I've, you know, taken it, taken it. You, you go back to where, you know, uh, jackrabbits, have found this out. If you want to get one, you know, and you startle them and they run, right? You just wait. They'll come back. They're such idiots. <laughs> They'll make a huge loop. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you know, the difference, you know, they're actually hares, right? And the big difference between a hare and a rabbit is the the babies, the, the hare above ground and the rabbit underground. Really, I mean... yeah, yeah, because I found this out there too, when I came up the Navy housing here at Pedro, it was next to a dairy, believe it or not, I mean long since gone, so uh did Bill give Victor one big batch, or did he give it like in installments? Oh no, this took years, yeah, yeah, I know it took a long time, but so he give- he he
1: pieced it out to him, huh, yeah, it was just sporadic, um uh. I, I got to be kind of delicate about this because I, I'm really not at liberty to say too much. But That's okay, um, that's okay. For, for reasons that I can't go into, Victor had a need for something to do. And originally this started out as giving projects to him uh, to keep him busy. You know, I know a
0: few people. When Petra did her sellout thing, that was to try to stop drinking. She had never heard that shit. I, put, I gave her an eight-track machine. I put all the sellout on. Hey, I said, fill up the other seven. You know, her pop is Charlie Hayden. She grew up with jazz and classical. So I said, just listen to this and sing along to it. And it helped her, stopped her. She was out in a trailer in the desert. Sometimes things like that are okay. You know, they're uh, utilitarian, but then end up very creative too. I love what he did, man. This is just, I had no idea how this was made. You know, it's trippy the way uh, the mysterious components. I'm going I want to play. Here's Nautilus. This is the first one where I recognize. I said, you know what? I've heard this, and I know. I know Terminal uh, Drive. Uh, I know that from your first record when you first were on. But Nautilus was like, you know, this sounds like the same, but let's play that. For Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Chunk start off with Nautilus, Alan Ravenstein. And then Emily Robb with Where is the Foot of the Bed, Nick Marcy, uh, no, Nick Macri, sorry, great bass man, stand-up player out of Chicago, and Mono no Aware or where. Mono no Aware. I bet you it's Aware because Mono is a thing and No is of. Might be Japanese, though. okay, Without jumping out of your skin, this is for Tracy Pugh, who's a great bass man out of Australia. He was in the birthday party. And then Brian out of Ithaca, New, uh, Western New York, right? Cornell. Hold, which is what happens if uh, you get hit by a torpedo, people. You get hold. Or, or Moby Dick. Or Narwhal. Uh, they can hold you. And then finally, Alan Ravenstein. I love this, ti- this uh, title. The Tyranny of Fiction. Where'd you get that title?
1: Well, I, I... You know, I made it up. Um, I That's love, the best place. <laughs> I love that um, it applies to many, many, many things. So many things that it's hard to keep track of. But um, originally, the, the process was that, you know, growing up, um, there was a show, which you will remember, but not so many people, I suspect, called Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> yeah. And Leave It to Beaver was this television show about this really idyllic suburban family. Um, whose problems were always very small and easily solved, and everybody was, you know, what used to be considered to be normal, you know, and they were white and all that stuff. And I kept watching that show and being aware of the fact that my house bore no resemblance to that house. (laughs) And I was conscious of the fact that I was comparing my life to fiction, and in a way being tyrannized by it because i was so disappointed that my life wasn't living up to that life
0: right right
1: and so that that as a theme has been of interest to me for a very long time and you hear about it now and it's something with regard to facebook where people will go and take pictures of themselves in front of these beautiful places and send them to their friends and their friends feel diminished by the fact that they're not having that same life as those other people. And there's another example of the tyranny of fiction. Absolutely. Um, And we certainly have a whole lot of it going on in politics. Right. Um, The airbrushed, uh, the revisionist
0: airbrushed kind of thing.
1: So it's, it's rampant and it's something that I, you know, Alan, I got
0: friends here in Pedro. They won't answer the door of the phone, but they're on that fucking fake look every second.
1: Yeah. It's, so speak. it's tragic, and it's a very real thing. And so, I, I for a very long time, I wanted to, ha- I wanted to put that title out there um, as a, just as a something to think about.
0: Yeah, it's a great thing to think about. Now, of course, Watt second Blue Oyster Cult album is called "Tyranny Mutations." <laughs> I thought of that, and then I found out from the Bouchard brothers that it was actually the guy who came up with that little symbol that they use, which is actually Chronos symbol from old Greek god where he put a washer so it looks like three exclamation marks and a question mark but don't they, they uh, yeah when he heard that second record he said it's tyranny mutation and hmm. uh, yeah you know it's, it's just rock and roll record but it's uh, trippy about people so what's
1: next what do you got
0: i mean this record just came out yeah okay uh, as a matter of fact
1: i don't think that recommend it's out on Bandcamp and a bunch of other places, but I, it's uh, today. It's, the Friday
0: it's the first Friday of the month, right? So it's Bandcamp. camp. No, that's coming up Band camp Friday
1: in three days, right? In any case, I don't think that it's going to be released on the label that put it out, which is recommended records. I don't think they're going to release it until mid November, but it's bit... the thing that's really tragic to me is I I'm having this experience with digital releases that is deeply troubling, which is that people don't get the album it's cover itself so they yeah. don't get the notes and yeah. they don't get the story i wrote all they get is the picture of the front of it and and the sounds yeah. which is okay but that's a whole, there's a whole lot of art put into this that nobody's ever going to see and so i was very upset about that and the label promised that they would try to fix that, but that doesn't fix it for anybody who already had bought it. So if you go to my website, alanravenstein.com, uh, that's one word for Alan Ravenstein. you got to spell Ravenstein right. And Alan
0: also, it's a little different.
1: L-A-L-A-L-L-E-N. Yes, alanravenstein, R-A-V-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. You can go there and you can download the uh all the stuff the album cover the notes the story the flyer that was part of the story all that stuff can be downloaded from my website so if you if you have this thing already and all you got was the sound and the front the picture of the cover You can get the rest of it on my website. It doesn't cost you anything. You can just go there and download it.
0: Okay. And like you say, you're always working. So there's stuff in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking about some of these records. I was looking at this thing because last time you asked me some questions about songs I couldn't remember. So I didn't want that to happen again. (laughs) So I had the CD sitting here so that I could look at it for anything you asked me about. And I was realizing uh, that in some of these cases... I mean, this this was done a long time ago, um, so I'm way past that. The the next record I'm I'm working on is going to be called um, Beneath a Similar Moon, and um, I already have more material that could even go on it. And I work every day, so there's at least another two. Then there's also Bill and I are starting to work with a thing called TuneCore, which you probably know about. Yeah, and and it's another way of getting material out there. And so I wrote a, a story. Um, that I narrate, and there's a soundtrack to it. And, and Victor actually played a major role in the soundtrack to the story. And Bill uh, helped me edit the story. And it's actually a kind of a scary story. Uh, somebody suggested that we should have released it for Halloween, but there just, <laughs> wasn't, there just wasn't time. But that will be out on TuneCore in the not too distant future. Um, and it's really, it's, it's, it's not something people are going to listen to over and over again. But anyway, it's a story with a soundtrack. It'll be on TuneCore, tune core, and then there'll be another album sometime within the next year, I'm sure. Well, I'd
0: love to have you back on, and you could talk about it when it comes out. Next month? Okay. talk in January?
1: We'll see. I don't know. Okay. What it we're does. On, there's going to be artwork with it. We're trying to decide on that right now.
0: Okay. But what it does, please come on the show, and let's talk about it and play it. I love it. Okay. Thanks so much, uh, again, for all the times you've been on and future times, too. Thank you so Thank
1: much. Thank you for keeping on inviting me. <laughs> Anytime, every time. <laughs> and thank you for helping get the music heard. It's, I'm very, very grateful for that. Without guys like you, it doesn't happen.
0: No, no, no. I know there's a few songs left from this, but I'll be playing them on the, the upcoming shows.
1: Well, thank you very much. I love it.
0: I love it. Your you're biggest fan here in Pedro. Take care of that <laughs> knee. I promise. I promise. Okay, All thanks right. so much,
2: people. It's been the November 1, 2022. Dishwat, Pedro, should keep your powder dry.